hadn't been for Jesus. of a lifelong infirmity and Peter looked at the crowd of people and said it was his name and faith in his name that this man is whole today we're nothing without the name I'm so thankful for the name of Jesus I don't know how I know that today people have that name and other people had that name as they named kids throughout the ages but I just wonder how Joseph felt and Mary felt when that angel said can you imagine the words building up to finally saying that name describing to them Jehovah saves he said and thou shalt call his name Jesus got a name now I got a name to call on now I got a name to go with it I got a name that's above every name that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow every tongue confess at the name of Jesus aren't you thankful for him hallelujah where would we be without it hallelujah where would we be without it thank you for worshiping and just worshiping with our choir thankful for our choir and our music didn't they do a wonderful job today I think that's the best you've ever done sing like her, I'll just tell you that. That's my, I'll tell you, she, that's my darling. She can, she can do it now. But God gave her that great talent. I'm so glad she's used it for the Lord. A lot of lives been touched, chains been broke through the obedience of that, that vessel there. I thank God for her. I thank God for you all. Yes, thank, yes, yes. Thankful to see you in the house, Lord. I know Brother Shannon has left. He had to, he was going to preach for Brother Fowler, praying they have just great Holy Ghost revival at Brother Fowler's today. Love to see Brother Fowler get a complete healing. Wouldn't that be awesome? Yes, in the name of Praise Jesus. God. But I am thankful he was able to stop in, been a friend of ours a long time. Great evangelist, great kids minister. Wonderful. We some of our kids got the Holy Ghost in his services, so appreciate Brother Shannon. Thankful for our visitors that are here today. Glad my sister's here with me today. Appreciate her getting to come up. I'll give out all my handkerchiefs for prayer cloths. So anybody see some on sale, pick me some up. Jerry, it's good to have you and your daughter with us today. I appreciate you being with us. Let's give all of our visitors a hand clap.
this kind of service gets a lot of emotion stirred up. It's hard to get back on point sometimes. And uh, don't worry, we'll take an offering things at the end. God will we'll take care of all that. Uh, right now, we're just going to preach just for a moment to uh, encourage somebody. Today, I pray that you'll be encouraged, that you'll respond, that you'll be challenged. You know, I know that Scripture, as we read it and read it and read it, and you read through it and you hear it preached, it can become familiar, and we can, if we're not careful, we can stop listening. You ever had your parent tell you, so how many times do I have to tell you to do that? It's because you stopped listening. If you got to get intent and listen to what God's saying to you. One verse of Scripture, and I'll let you be seated, John 11 and 43. John 11 and 43. Woo! Man, I feel the Holy Ghost. I share a lot more. Praise God. And when he had thus spoken, He cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. I want to preach for just a few moments. He called me out of darkness. Lift your hands and and let's pray for the lesson. Lord, we love you and praise you. Thank you. Jesus, you are great and you are greatly to be praised. It's time, oh God, for you to work. Touch and bless in this house like only you can. Move and prosper in this house like only you can. Let us receive and respond to this word in the mighty name of Jesus. Everyone said amen. Give a hand clap to the Lord and shout. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. You can be seated. I've wrestled with the direction of this this scripture today because I know that there's about umpteen thousand messages I could preach right now. And so I can't preach them all, but I can preach to the ones that are here. And if you're here today, guess what? It's not by accident, but God wants you to know that your time is coming. Hmm. You need to hear me in the Holy Ghost right now. You need to hear what the Holy Ghost is saying to you right now. If you are sitting in this room, then God has desired audience with you and with your heart. And he's not just talking. I know we could preach to the sinner that's lost and say that God's able to raise you and make your life new. But I'm telling you that Lazarus was a man that Jesus loved. It was a man that Jesus had relationship with. And he got to a point in his life where things got bad. Things got worse. 
and then he died. It got to the point that the people thought, well, he's dead and this is it. So they began to prepare the funeral. They began to grieve the loss. They wrapped him in grave clothes and prepared his body with spices and ointments. They laid him in the tomb and they rolled the stone over him and they they had the fellowship of friends and family that, that mourned with them. And, and everybody was just satisfied with the fact that Lazarus was dead. But I want you to hear something in here today. Saint of God. The one that God has touched and put a call on your life. The one that God has moved on. He's already washed your sins away. He's already filled you with His Spirit. He's already gave you purpose. It don't stop the effects of this world from getting a hold of us if we're not careful. Sometimes things get bad and sometimes they get worse and sometimes we feel like we're dead and the stone's been rolled over us. But God wants you to hear today that your time is coming I see what's going on I know what's happening to you I understand how things are progressing unless you would begin to wonder does Jesus care because of his tarrying for the answer to your situation? I will remind you that when Jesus knew that Lazarus was sick, he tarried two more days because he knew that it doesn't matter when I get there, I'll still be able to do what needs to be done. It doesn't matter what's happening in Lazarus's life today. It doesn't matter what's going on in Bethany today. When I get there, I'll be able to handle this situation would you lift your hands and just begin to pray come on God's trying to speak to you would you lift your hands and just listen to him right now go ahead and break up the fallow ground of your heart let the Holy Ghost talk to you right now let him begin to mend you right now Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want you to know that Jesus is quite aware of your situation. And it doesn't change if things where you are right now seem to be getting worse if things where you are right now seem to be at a standstill if things where you are right now you see nothing but dead ends on whatever way you turn you be assured that he did not call you to fall he did not call you to fail he did not call you to tease you he didn't give you a word just to trick you and and dangle the the forbidden carrot in front of you friend but let me he called you for a reason Hallelujah. And I know we want him now. And I know we want it right when, when, when it starts hurting. But sometimes we're going to have to go through some things. Sometimes we got to get worse to know that Jesus can make it better. Sometimes we got to get sick to know that Jesus can heal. Sometimes we might have to die to know that Jesus can resurrect the dead. Sometimes to get a full picture of who he is. He came and his, his, his Lazarus sister said, Oh, if you'd just been here, my brother would not have died. You could have done so much if you was just here. And Jesus clarifies who he is by saying, But I am the resurrection and I am the life. But you're not going to understand that if I don't do this miracle. 
Yeah, he could have healed him. He could have snapped his fingers where he was and healed Lazarus. But he said, I'm going to let him go a little while. I'm going to let his faith be tested a little while. Uh, he Don't forget, Lazarus, that I love you. Don't forget that I'm your friend. Uh, and you might not know what time I'll get there. But I guarantee you, Lazarus knew it was Jesus that woke him up. He is the resurrection and the life. And I'm going to tell you this. Jesus will always do the greater miracle for you. Sure, he could have healed. That wasn't what people needed. They needed to see a resurrection. They've seen healings. They needed to see a resurrection. They've seen him do all kinds of things. People sick with fever, casting out devils, walking on water and feeding multitudes. What we need to see now is a man four days in the grave, stinking, raised from the dead. Sometimes you need to see the miracle that Jesus is about to do. And it's got to be great sometimes so that you can understand he's never going to leave you and he's never going to forsake you. Come on, lift your hands again. We're going to keep praising him and worshiping in this service. You receive it right now because there's, there's ministries hanging in the balance there's walks with God hanging in the balance today. But when I'm not talking to just the sinner today, those that, were out, that are without God. And I'm talking to the child of God. Jesus loved Lazarus and Jesus loves you. I said Jesus loved Lazarus and Jesus loves you. And if he can do it for Lazarus, honey, he can do it for you. If he can fix Lazarus, he can fix you. Woo, come on, Hallelujah. I'm sure that Lazarus did a lot of self-examination. I don't feel good. I'm not myself. Wish Jesus would come by. Been running a fever for a few days now. I'm aching. I'm hurting. I don't have my balance. Getting worse, I wish Jesus would come by. And Jesus is just tarrying, waiting, because he knows I can fix whatever happens. I can take care of whatever happens. I will let you understand this today that God has a plan. When Jesus heard that Lazarus was sick, it says that this sickness is not unto death. This is what Lazarus or Jesus said. In other words, he didn't mean that he wouldn't die. He said, but death is not going to have the final say. This sickness is not so we can print another tombstone. But it is for the glory of God. God's response to what you're going through is glory. He's letting you go through this thing to get glory. Not because he's a glory hound, but because he's going to do what's right and he's going to do what's best. And he's worthy of all the glory. The Bible says he's, he's worthy of glory and honor. And, and Jesus, when he heard about Lazarus, he said, let me tell you what this is. Don't be thinking, don't automatically jump to death winning in this case. Don't automatically jump to, well, this is it. Here's another one gone. Another person that Jesus loved, another person that Jesus had a relationship is gone. There's been too many people that Jesus loves falling by the wayside. 
too many of them are, are in the tomb today with the stone rolled over them. I'm thankful that it doesn't matter how long they've been there. You better hear me today. Listen, listen, listen. I don't care how long you have lain still and cold and dormant. But the Holy Ghost is about to break into your silence. He's about to speak into your darkness. And he's about to speak into your situation. And you're going to hear the voice of the Lord saying, come forth. Come out of this. Come out of this darkness. Come out of this sickness. Come out of this depression. Come out. I want you to know in the darkest, deepest hour of your, trans, your, either your transgressions, either your trials or your tests, that he can still speak and reach you. You're not so far gone. One of the most encouraging things about this story is that you are not too far gone. Men might think you're too far gone. Those closest to you, his sisters, both of them had only one reply when they saw Jesus. If you had been here, he would not have died. He's dead. You're here, but he's dead. They're like, you can't do nothing now. If you'd been here, but he's coming. Oh, if you'd just been here, but he's coming. And then, I am here. Yeah, but he's dead. Four days, Lord, and but by now he stinks. I'm his sister. I, I helped wrap his body. I know he's dead, and I've been out here every day, and I, I, can, I can tell, I can, I can sense that you know, he's beginning to decay. I can tell it. So, I wish they had recorded that. I wish Jesus would have said so. <laughs> because, in essence, that's what he said. So, four days, you want me to wait another day? He could have. Hey, let's go get something to eat. I'll come back after lunch. Because it don't matter to me. But he had an appointed time for Lazarus. He tarried on purpose knowing that Lazarus would die in his absence so that he could be resurrected in his presence. And I'm going to tell you, Jesus is coming your way. He's on the way to your gravesite. He's on the way to the tomb you've built, to the cave that you've hid yourself in, and you've rolled the stone over you, thinking it's all but lost now. It's all but done. And Jesus is saying, no, no, no. Let me tell you, Lazarus was needed, and his testimony was, lead, was needed. When they saw, it says after Lazarus came out of the tomb, it says the people saw and they believed. But if he had just healed him, we've seen him do that. Oh, I've seen and maybe these people were never around these other miracles, but they were there that day. Man, I was standing in the graveyard. I helped put him in there, and I saw him come out. No, 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 I was carrying his head. I had him. And I laid, I'm telling you, I laid him there. I know for a fact how dead he was. But I watched him come out of that tomb. I saw Jesus do something in a dead man. I watched Jesus work in something that was cold and rotten and stinking. And when God comes and brings you out, 
people are going to say, I saw you when you was dead. I saw you when you quit. I saw you when you stopped. I saw you when you walked away. But now I see you walking back in the room. I see you with your hands lifted up. I see you with a praise on your lips. I see you behind the pulpit. I see you baptizing people in the name of Jesus. I see you. He called me out of darkness. God's calling you. I don't know how to fix this. This may be what Lazarus thought. I don't have a shot. I don't have a pill. I don't know what he did back then. Maybe he put some leeches on him. I know they used to do stuff like that. I don't know if there was, there was no herb he could chew on. There wasn't no concoction he could drink. He didn't have a salve to fix what was wrong. If he could, he'd have fixed it. Maybe he tried. I know they say this relieves pain, so I'll try this. And so and so said this works with this, so I'll take this. Maybe he, I don't know what Lazarus did as he declined, but it didn't make him better. But it's just natural human nature to try to fix yourself, try to work your problem out, trying to work on you, trying to make things. It's just human nature. And today, you sit here discouraged because everything you've tried. Ain't nothing there. Every door you try to open, it's just a brick wall behind it. And you're like, there's no access. There's no way out of this. I'm in a place. But, but Jesus said, with every temptation, I will make a way of escape. Yes, yes, yes. Even if it's resurrection. <laughs> oh, he's taking his last breaths. His eyesight's getting dim. Is Jesus here yet? Whew. It's getting dark. Is Jesus here yet? No, Lazarus, he, but we're hoping, you know, he knows everything. We're hoping he'll come by. Just hang in there, Lazarus. Just hold on. I don't think. Hold on. Gone. But Jesus shows up and says, Lazarus. I'm sure he, there was some thought on what Lazarus thing is he's fading out oh I had so many hopes and dreams I really thought you know other times me and Jesus talked you know we I talked about traveling with him some because I really liked what he was doing I was busy at home but I, yeah I had a lot of hopes a lot of dreams and I guess just go and realize now I guess I just I guess I'll never get to go with him so I'll never do the things I've thought of everything he's just thinking is fading out Wherever Lazarus was and however that that death thing works, that four-day-old body snapped to attention. Lazarus. That ain't Mary and that ain't Martha. He didn't have to repeat himself either. You know that? When Jesus says something, he means he don't have to repeat himself. He shouldn't shouldn't have to tell us more than once, you know. He does often. But he shouldn't have to. Uh, I'm not going to ask you again, Lazarus. Get out of that dead man's place. Lazarus, come forth. And he snaps to attention. And what was dead becomes life. And what was cold becomes warm. And what was still becomes moving. 
He completely changed everything. And unless you think I've got so much wrong with me that Jesus couldn't fix it, look at Lazarus. It wasn't like he was four days in the grave and he still had a good heart. It wasn't like he was four days in the grave and he still had his boyish looks about him. His lungs still work, but he's dead. No, dead. Heart don't work. Lungs don't work. Kidneys, livers don't work. Blood ain't flowing. Breath ain't flowing. His hair ain't growing. His eyes can't see. His ears can't hear. His mouth can't talk and his tongue can't taste. Got a lot wrong with him. And Jesus fixed all that with one voice. Lazarus, come forth. And Lazarus didn't have to be told twice. It says that Lazarus comes to the edge of that tomb. The stones roll away and and there he is. Can you imagine? You know somebody ran. (laughs) Somebody said, I ain't got time for this. (laughs) I put him in there. Mm -mm, Don't be coming back to see me. (laughs) And so people, you know, there's all kind of emotions. But can you imagine how his sisters felt? They, I'm sure they, you know, nobody knows what to do. There he is. He's there. He's got grave clothes on. We always think about him wrapped up like an Egyptian mummy. I don't think he was bound like a mummy, uh, but I don't know what, what all, how it looked when they wrapped him in grave clothes. But it was enough that he said, Jesus said, "I want you to loose him and let him go." Yes. Yes. Let me say this a little side note about that verse of scripture. Quit trying to loose people before Jesus gets done with them. Because you'll send people into a place that'll get them, that'll destroy them. If Jesus is not ready to send them yet, you quit trying to send them. Yeah, if you're going to tell somebody something, you better make sure it's the Holy Ghost. (laughs) You make sure that Jesus is done with them before you start trying to loose them and let them go. And then let let me say this also. What he, uh, you, know, I, you know, we, we, he's talking about get them grave clothes off of him, get him out of that, that dead man's garb. But I think the principle applies here of this. is when you see God do a, a, a work in somebody's life like that, then loose them in your mind and let them go in your mind. If he delivers them from lying and cheating, then you loose them from that. Every time you see them, don't be thinking, here comes that old liar. If God cleanses them from alcohol and drugs, you know what? Then you loose them from that and let them go. Don't make them feel like they got to walk into church and put grave clothes back on. They, 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 when they come out of the water, they left them grave clothes in there. They was, were buried with him in baptism to be raised in the newness of life. Once you go down there and come out, there ain't no coat closet full of grave clothes at the foyer of the church. Ain't nobody got to hang that stuff back on them. Quit, quit making them feel like they do. Loose them and let them go. He called me out of darkness. I'm telling you, I had a whole different message I could have preached on this. 
where I felt the Lord just lead me to these, to our people, to the saints of God. And there's people, and some of you I don't know very well, that I may not know all the things that God has spoke to you, things that you would do, ministries that he's called you to, that right now you wonder if you even heard right. You wonder if God really did call me. Because of the way things have progressed, you wonder, will I ever do those things that God called me to do? You will if you'll respond to his voice. You'll never do it by staying in the dark. You'll never do it by staying in the tomb. Once he calls you out, you got to stop living like a, like a dead man. you got to stop hanging around the tombs and hanging around the, the places where nothing was happening. In that tomb, the only thing happening was decay. Things were going to waste. And Jesus said, I got too much invested in him. I got to get him out of there. You know, in the next chapter you read about Jesus and Lazarus sitting at a table together, eating food. I guess Lazarus said, I'm making the most of this now. I ain't at home. I'm going wherever Jesus is going. Yes. You read about, he didn't leave. The, you know, it ain't like right here you're hearing about him getting resurrected and never read about him again. Just, just for clarity, let's show you where Lazarus did. He went with Jesus. Wherever you're going, Lord, I'm going. Right. And we find Lazarus sitting at the table with Jesus in the presence of all these Jews. And, and there was a fame going around. He walked in. I'm sure it got real quiet. That's that guy that raised from the dead. That's the man that done it. Didn't make him popular. They wanted to kill him because he'd been raised from the dead. We got to kill the miracle. When Jesus calls you forth, there'll be people who won't like it. <laughs> when Jesus does that, that crazy redemptive work in your life, there'll be people who won't like it. When he fixes all the things that are wrong and he tells you to go ahead and come on and walk with me, people will be like, mm, mm, mm. I can't believe they got the nerve to try to walk with Jesus. Ain't up to you. Get over yourself. Let God be God. Let Jesus call who he's going to call. Let Jesus use who he's going to use. Let Jesus fix who he's going to fix. If you've got that attitude, he needs to fix you. If you got that attitude, look around. You might be laying in a tomb. Let's stand together. I feel the Lord moving, so I'm going to move. Now, I said this, and I will say it again. This is, this is going to be our call. To, I said today I, before, I said, I hope you'll be encouraged. I hope you'll be challenged. And I hope you'll respond. <sighs> Lazarus being resurrected was great. But there would never be, be any evidence of it without him responding to the call of God. I'm not talking about a new call. In the, I'm talking about a man that was alive, a man that had died, and a man that came back. He came back because he listened and he obeyed. It wasn't enough just to hear him say, come forth. He had to, well, I'm dead. I could just stay here. There's a lot of scenarios you can put with it. You, can, you know, everybody saw me die. They went through a lot of trouble. I'll just stay here. Lazarus, come forth. 
because you'll never accomplish anything there. And if Lazarus stays there, even if you just hearing the voice of God's not enough. Because if you stay in the darkness, that's all you, you'll have. If you stay around dead things, you'll end up dying. I, he's got to come out of there so he can eat, so he can, you know, so he can live. He's got, he's, he's got neat things. Now he's alive. He's got to come out. So I'm asking you today and talking to you today. And you're going to have to just be honest and you know, not worry about what nobody else thinks about it. I don't, want, I don't know what grave clothes entail. And they said take them off. So I don't know what Lazarus had on under his grave clothes. I mean, I don't know what. Maybe he's a little nervous when people start ripping grave clothes off him. Hold on, fella. I ain't dressed. But you know, sometimes God will just expose you. I wouldn't care what I had on. I'm alive. <laughs> and I'm alive because of Jesus. <laughs> I'll go to the house. Hang on. But I, right now, just get me out of these grave clothes. So you're going to have to respond today. Because it wasn't enough for the Holy Ghost to know you would be here and say, Hey, I called you and spoke these words. The things I spoke to you are true. The things I said you would do are going to happen. Yes, yeah, getting worse right now, and it might get worse yet. But I'm coming. I want you to hear the Lord saying today, I'm on the way. So, if you've heard Him speak to you today, if you've heard Him speak into the darkness of your situation today, I'm asking you to come forth. Don't stay in your seat. Don't stay hid, but come forth. Come out. Come on and embrace what God's trying to do in your life. Come on, realize that you're right in the middle of the process. That Jesus is headed your way. And that ministry going to be revived. That hope's going to be revived. That love's going to be revived. Come on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Pray with your brothers and sisters in this altar. Loose them and let them go. Speak a word of encouragement to them. Let them know, Lazarus, Lazarus, it's not a dream. He raised you from the dead. It was his voice. Jesus is here. He did speak to you. He did call you out. Let's pray together. Let's worship in this altar.